0: This is MJ, I love Star Wars, and right now I want to talk about Dooku Jedi Lost, is that what it's called? The audio drama slash book written by Kavan Scott. Kavan Scott is going to be writing the Marvel uh, High Republic, or Star Wars The High Republic series, obviously for Marvel Comics. Uh, I looked him up and I found out that he did a little bit of uh, comic work. I think he did the IDW, like Star Wars Adventures uh, I don't know, it's like Ray and Friends, or something like that, and, um, just did a real cursory bit of research on his comics work, mostly because I figured, well, I just listened to a whole book of his, I don't necessarily need to go down the rabbit trail and see what all he's done, but the reason I checked out his book was because in my, uh, my interest has been piqued by the High Republic era, uh, which, uh, you probably know if you've, uh, been around recently, because I just did a, uh, uh, discussion or I just talked about a theory I have about the Nihil and what they'll be doing and how they'll be a threat to the Jedi, etc. etc. And uh it was interesting to me that uh as I was doing my research on him a little bit, uh, looking at the Project Luminous announcement and the various different articles that were up on uh the Lucasfilm or I really it's the Star Wars website, uh talking about all the authors who are working on the project together. Uh, I kind of I you know hit control H or F? I can't remember what it is. Anyway, to find his name. And it almost seemed like, if I read this correctly, he was the one who suggested the idea of what is it that makes the Jedi afraid. Although, I thought I'd heard Kathleen Kennedy say that she said that. But maybe that's what got her excited about it. I don't know. doesn't matter. The point is, um, I wanted to talk about him in context. And uh, I might do this for other authors who have been featured. Uh, I do have Last Shot, which... Actually, you know, I did a review of Last Shot already, so that, that might not make sense. But anyway, the point is, I checked out Gavan Scott, and uh, I did it through listening to the audio drama of uh, Dooku uh, Jedi Lost, which, it's funny to me, in the interview, as I was scanning through, they were talking about all the different multimedia... Oh, uh, well, they were talking about making Project Luminous, or what we're now what we now know is the High Republic, you know, Star Wars, uh, publishing push, uh, to make it multimedia. And, you know, somebody was naming different, you know, genres of, of, uh, well, different genres of media or not genres, I guess, types of media. And he said, audiobook or audio drama, which is funny because, you know, he did a big audio drama for Lucasfilm. And I kind of think that was his first thing that he'd done for them, but I'm not 100% sure. But regardless, this is a, uh, lesser review of Dooku, uh, Jedi Lost and more, of an observation of uh, Kavan Scott as an author and what I'm uh, thinking he's gonna bring to the uh, Project Luminous edition of the to the Marvel Comics with Star Wars The High Republic so that all being said overall I did like uh, the Dooku story uh, I thought it was interesting because it was a Dooku story but it was also an Asajj Ventress story and them being uh, master and Padawan. That makes sense because, uh, as the story itself says, the bond between a master and a Padawan is sacred. But the thing that was more interesting to me is that it was—I <laughs> don't—I don't know if they had planned from the beginning that his book would be turned into an audio drama, because in listening to the story, it felt as if uh, maybe the script for the audio drama was altered from the book adapted from the book because there were some areas where the characters would kind of describe the action that was going on, but then there were some areas where there would just be grunting and straining and noises like that, uh, where I imagined there would have been, you know, dialogue or, or not dialogue, but descriptions, um, in the prose explaining what was going on. And, uh, the thing that was most glaring to me is that the fact that, uh, and this is minor spoilers for, for the story for Dooku Jedi Lost, is that the framing device for the whole narrative is basically Asajj Ventress is going through holo recordings, holo vids, and data tapes or whatever that uh, Dooku has given her access to, and then even a data pad that has his journal or diary on it. And she's going through all these things in order to relive her, or to uh, gather information on a certain subject. But in order to do that, she, and therefore we, the audience, get to vicariously uh, live through a bunch of experiences that Dooku had that formed him into the man he is today, uh, and that being, uh, I don't know, at some point during his time as Darth Tyrannus, even though, uh, it's unclear to me exactly, uh, when the book takes place, but it's some time, probably, it's probably, well, it's right after it's, <laughs> sorry, um, it's right before she not necessarily right right before but it's sometime before she has been revealed to Obi-Wan and to Anakin and in an interesting way uh, I'll circle back to that Uh, put a pin in that something interesting uh, Tartakovsky I'll just say that and then I'll come back to it hopefully anyway um, but the the whole thing is it's interesting because the framing device is pretty blatant and it kind of bothered me in some places and then uh, in addition, she is communicating with somebody throughout the whole book and the nature of the individual she's communicating with is unclear to me and I found it a little bit frustrating. I didn't, I, I don't enjoy it being left up to interpretation because whether or not... The, the status of the person she's communicating with throughout the story is uh, pretty important because depending on where they are, let's say that, depending on where they are, at the time that they're communicating with Asajj, it means, it has very serious implications for the story, for Jedi lore, for the Force, and things like that. And I just, uh, I was a little frustrated by that. So overall, I liked it. I felt sympathetic towards Dooku, and not his turn to the dark side, but his turn away from the Jedi, the Jedi Council, from Yoda, from the Republic even. Um, You know, when we see Dooku, when we first meet Dooku, uh, he's, um, When we first meet him in a serious way in Attack of the Clones, he is talking to Obi-Wan about how the Republic has been infiltrated by the Sith, how the Republic is corrupt, and uh, how terrible those things are. And those things are all true. And I think Scott did a really good job of turning the young, hopeful Padawan we meet in the story into the Count Dooku slash Darth Tyrannus, who we know in the films and Clone Wars and all that stuff. So, overall, I thought the storytelling was very effective. There was some dialogue I did not like. Um, On the positive side, though, we got to learn more about sifo We got to learn, or we were introduced to, some older Jedi Masters, who, uh, as far as I know, I'm not... I really, really like Star Wars, but I like the core of it. Uh, I'm not as into the periphery of all of it so I don't know if some of these are new characters or not and I can't remember any of their names but uh, it's probably because I was listening to it while I was doing other things not um, you know reading the words off the page with my eyes where it could sink in a little bit better but uh, I really enjoyed everybody who we got to meet and I could see having different adventures and having different stories with them and I, I would say one uh, problem that I had one other problem that I had with the story overall was that because it was just Ventress uh, kind of scrubbing through these uh, communications that Dooku had saved um, there was a little bit of a feel of a feeling of like kind of like the solo movie where you just like jumped from event to event to event and I enjoyed the solo movie overall but I also enjoyed this book overall but I don't know something about the way the narrative was woven together just didn't quite sit right with me for a book. Now, I think for a comic book, because the the audiobook was six hours, six hours and change, uh, not close to seven, less than six and a half, probably six twelve or something like that. But anyway, uh, the fact that Scott was able to weave an overarching narrative through all these smaller stories, actually, now that I really think about it, gives me hope that his comic series uh, will be able to do something similar. And, uh, you know, does it need to be, it'll probably have an overarching story, which I'd be, which... I kind of expect, and I, I like, I prefer that overall, but if it's kind of one-offs, you know, like classic comic books where they were all one and done, that could be interesting too, but I do think the objective, uh, as far as, uh, the story group, or not the story group, but the Project Luminous, uh, you know, people, or the Project Luminous launch event, uh, for the higher public is, like, the way they made it sound from that, I think that we're going to get an overarching story that'll be interconnecting through the various forms of media, um, but, Speaking of overarching forms of media and overlapping, uh, I thought that the book itself did a really good job of touching on other things. We... Oh, man, I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, Let me just say there are connections to Master and Apprentice, the book that Claudia Gray wrote, which involved Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And... That was a really good book, by the way. And uh, Anyway... um, It it connected to that, and I think it connected to some other things that were out at the time that I didn't personally check out. But, uh, it connected to something that was very exciting to me, the Genndy Tartakovsky Clone Wars. So, if you've seen the micro-series, the season one of it, uh, the way it describes Asajj Ventress, where she was found by Dooku, uh, well, less, um, (laughs) less the way it describes and more what it just shows you it looks as if Kavan Scott worked off of that micro-series um, origin, so to speak, of Asajj Ventress uh, and expanded it and adapted it to fit the lore of... Um, to fit the lore established by Katie Lucas and others because Katie Lucas did a lot of great work in the Clone Wars, um, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, in establishing... like, she basically wrote Assage Ventress in, what was it, season three and on that turned her uh, into a real character. And if you don't know Asajj Ventress, she went from being kind of a hokey villain, um, who kept getting beaten, into an actual full-fledged character who you could actually care about. Uh, she was a cool, fun villain to watch fight, uh, because she's dynamic and has an interesting design, but she really got to be a person, got to be a character, uh, through Star Wars The Clone Wars. And, uh... Star Wars The Clone Wars didn't reject anything from Asajj Ventress's origins as they were told in various forms in what is now known as legends through the Dark Horse comics, through the Tartakovsky micro-series and such. Uh, it did a really good job of synthesizing and blending that all into one uh, one mythos. And Kavan Scott went ahead and carried that tradition on and, you know, layered more texture onto uh, onto her uh, onto Ventress and on the Ventress Dooku relationship and how they met and things like that. And I found all of that very interesting. I like how he was able to roll with uh, all the existing, and now I think we, we were definitely beyond Legends at this time, but some, um, some things from Legends were being brought back in, like in the Ahsoka novel, uh, they brought things in from Legends, uh, as well as A New Dawn, they brought a lot of things in from Legends and um you know, reintroduce them into the Canon in a, a very nice way. And I like I said before, Cavan Scott did a good job of doing that uh, throughout uh, the book. So even if some things were a little disjointed and I didn't like all of it, I am hopeful about what Cavan Scott can do in the High Republic era in his uh, High Republic comic that he's going to be putting out with uh, Marvel. A quick addendum, I wanted to be sure to, mention the fact that the High Republic is alluded to, or I guess it's directly referenced in this comic. Uh, there's also a pretty oblique reference to the ancient Jedi, uh, Leen, as, uh, let's see, I can't remember her last name, but Leen mentions with the binding thing that she and Dooku and sifo do uh, to help cleanse themselves and center themselves and things like that. Uh, she mentions she mentions that that comes from the ancient Jedi and that there are so many things that the Jedi have forgotten. Um, then I can't remember exactly what the reference to the old Republic or sorry to the High Republic was, but it wasn't that uh, it wasn't that significant. It was it was just a little tidbit. But again, Kavan Scott wrote that in Dooku Jedi Lost. I don't know how old that is, but uh, and I haven't checked the timeline to see. If they were already, you know, kind of trying to sprinkle things in there, or say like, "Hey, we're gonna work in the old, we're gonna work in the High Republic someday," so you might want to just throw a mention of it in there somewhere, uh, you know, in something you're doing. Maybe they said that to multiple authors, um, because apparently the lady featured in the holocron uh, that's in issue three, I think, of uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren, she turns out to be uh, the Jedi lady with like the coronet on her, the, the very thin crown type thing, circlet, I guess, uh, on her, um, in the uh, promotional images. So, uh, that's just interesting. And I wanted to make sure I mentioned that, uh, cause I think I forgot to say it earlier. Thanks for sticking with me. Check out MJMunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. Or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. I have a pretty cool Luke Skywalker design up there with a quote from the uh, Star Wars comics from the uh, Rise of Kylo Ren. Swinging Through Comics, or uh, MJ Loves Star Wars, which is hosted on Swing Through Comics, can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe, and ring that bell to catch me next time. I'm Swinging Through Comics. And why don't you tell me, or <laughs> I guess next time I'm uh, loving Star Wars? I, I don't know how to close that one out. Anyway, let me know uh, what you think about Kavan Scott. If you ch- like, if you read any read any of his other Star Wars comics... Or uh, if you have strong thoughts on Dooku, uh, Jedi Lost that I didn't share, uh, I'd like to hear more uh, more from you. Oh, also one more thing, uh, I something else I checked out was the One of the Jedi because I have Marvel Unlimited because of you know the whole comics thing, and uh, it mentions Ashla and Bogan, and those are Bogan at least is mentioned here in. Um in in the Dooku book, so that was pretty cool, Uh, I like that Scott was referring back to that stuff, I know Ashley and Bogan are from old, you know, like Lucas Notes or whatever from the Journal of Wills, Um, and they've made appearances in other things throughout Star Wars and mostly in Legends, but then some in the uh, new canon stuff, so that's pretty exciting, so let me know if you have any thoughts on that or questions, comments, concerns, if you can point me to anything uh, else from these authors that uh, are going to be connected to um, the High Republic era that I should check out.